Hello and welcome to episode 26 of the Screaming in Silence podcast, The More You Know. For most of us, severe pain is thankfully a fleeting experience, but for some, like myself, it's a permanent companion. For the past 25 years, everything I have done or experienced has been accompanied by chronic pain. Yet, to the surprise of most, I consider myself one of the luckiest people alive and I'm thankful for this journey. Through this podcast series, I'll share with you my story and the insights I have gained that have allowed me this perspective. It takes one to know one, as the saying goes. But if you can't be one, then the next best option is to be told, right? To at least give you some idea. Recently, I saw a discussion in a pain support group that caught my attention. The question asked was, what's the one thing you wish people understood about chronic pain? It is estimated that up to 25% of the population live with some form of chronic pain, so even if you yourself don't, there is a good chance you know someone who does. We may not even be aware that they live like this. Many will hide behind a figurative mask. I did an episode dedicated to this. While this mask can allow us to function without people noticing, it does also hinder people from understanding what is really going on. Reading the replies to this topic made me realise that this information needs to be shared so there is better understanding of what a lot of people go through on a daily basis, with even the closest to them sometimes completely unaware. Now, not all of these I can relate to, but this isn't my story today. These are the voices of many different chronic pain sufferers. I've now got a platform beyond social media and closed groups where I can get the messages that need to be heard out there. There were nearly 200 replies to this topic. Many, of course, expressed the same or similar sentiments, but still there were a wide range of replies. We all know that looks can be deceiving, from the baby-faced criminal to the wealthy person living a modest existence. We should never judge a book by its cover, but it is human nature to do so, otherwise the saying wouldn't exist, right? Not all illnesses are visible, just as not all pain is visible. Sometimes this is because we work hard at hiding it, other times it is just how the nature of a particular condition is. Some become experts at faking looking okay, just so they can get by day to day. All too often this can lead to being judged unfairly, labelled as lazy or even pretending to be in pain. You could argue that it would help if people in the situation explained what is happening, but even so they can still be accused of making it seem worse than it actually is, or even more harshly, making it up entirely. Understandably, this will be both hurtful and frustrating, and no doubt lead to some not wanting to share at all. You don't need to look sick to be sick, nor look disabled to be disabled. There were plenty of comments about people being abused for using reserved parking because they don't look to be in need, despite having the permit to do so. There is no easy way to approach this situation if you think someone is taking advantage. We've all seen instances where we can't be sure. Personally, I leave it alone. I'm not going to question someone when it doesn't concern me. The takeaway from all this is to acknowledge that just because someone doesn't look to be suffering does not mean they are not. When it comes to accusations that someone is making it all up, luckily I haven't had to experience this, well, at least not to my face. Mind you, having five nerve trunks torn from my spinal cord and a paralysed arm is a pretty convincing argument. However, not all chronic pain patients are this lucky. There are many conditions that are completely hidden. Combine this with a lack of understanding of what chronic pain truly is, and this can sometimes lead to people being accused of faking their circumstances. 
there is probably not much more that could be so insulting to someone who is suffering from a chronic condition. What makes this a difficult situation to navigate is that for someone who has never experienced continual pain, it is hard to understand that such a condition could exist. I know this personally. Before my accident, I had never heard of chronic pain, nor had it ever entered my mind that someone could suffer ongoing pain. Even if it had been explained to me, I probably still would not have got it, just as I can't understand what not having the use of my legs would be like. But this would be no excuse to accuse someone of faking their condition. Now I'm not stating that no one would ever fake being in pain. There are people that for whatever reason, be it attention, sympathy or even drug seeking, would do this. But I see it very often in pain communities, from family members, partners, friends, work colleagues and even doctors suggesting that people who are legitimately in serious continual pain are actually not. Which leads us to the next concern many face. In America there is what is called an opiate crisis. The number of people who died from a drug overdose in 2021 was over six times the number in 1999. The number of drug overdose deaths increased more than 16% from 2020 to 2021. Over 75% of the nearly 107,000 drug overdose deaths in 2021 involved an opioid. More people in America per year die from opioid overdose than from car crashes. There is plenty of information available online regarding this situation, and the issue is spreading internationally. The result of this is twofold for chronic pain sufferers who need medicinal pain relief. Firstly, they are facing increased difficulty in obtaining medication due to harsher restrictions being placed on the control of these treatments, and there are ongoing shortages of supply at pharmacies. Secondly, despite having a genuine need for this medicine, they are being treated in some instances as drug addicts, faking their pain to get a fix. Thankfully, I have only experienced this twice. Many other chronic pain sufferers are not so lucky, facing continued prejudice when trying to obtain the medication they so desperately need. If you want to know more on this topic, then look into the effect a drug called fentanyl is having. I had experience with this in hospital during my spinal cord stimulator operation, and I remember being shocked at how powerful it is. Many who are listening to this would have had morphine administered at some stage in their life and know how strong that is. Fentanyl is between 50 to 100 times more potent and is now killing thousands through accidental overdoses and recreational use. It's typical to associate most pain with just the body, and for acute pain that is normally the case. However, we've all had a headache or similar ailment we can't shake, which becomes a mental burden as well. There are tasks that need doing, responsibilities to be met, appointments to be at, and this pain just won't leave us alone. With chronic pain though, the mental toll can be just as, if not more devastating than the physical side. Being in continual pain can lead to frustration at the constant intrusion. We just want a moment of peace so we can tackle what is in front of us. But for many, that moment of peace is not possible. You might want to spend time with your children just playing, or focus on a task at work. Maybe you just want some downtime from life. Chronic pain can cause you to lose these and many more opportunities. It takes a very strong mind to be able to put the pain aside to just be present, let alone fully participating. This just adds mental trauma to the physical trauma, compounding the situation the pain sufferer finds himself in. Many suffer from depression and or anxiety because of this. They yearn for a time when they were not in continual pain. They question why them, what they did to deserve this. They feel isolated and alone. There are fears of what the future may bring. 
Will they suffer more from putting in the extra effort now to be involved? Will they injure themselves further? They fear going out socially may make their pain worse, further isolating them. These are all very real worries for many chronic pain patients. Not only are they coping the best they can with the physical pain, but they are also paying a heavy price mentally and emotionally. Unfortunately, when our minds are taxed in this manner, pain can become more intrusive, driving us further into mental anguish. This is where, in my opinion and that of many others, techniques like mindfulness can offer some hope. Being in better control of your thoughts, emotions and reactions will strengthen your ability to deal with pain. But for some, they are so deep in their struggle that this is very hard to see. I mentioned the fear of overdoing it just before, but sometimes there is still a price to pay when there is no fear. I myself have experienced this on countless occasions and still do. That is the roller coaster of overdoing activities when we feel good and paying for that the day after or for even longer. I'm a pretty bullheaded type of guy at times. I have high expectations of myself. Not unrealistic, I do know my limits. But even still, I can sometimes overdo physical activity. It feels good at the time to achieve what we set out to do, but forgetting that we are constantly dedicating mental resources to cope can catch up with us. And it can be even simple activities that catch us out. Not many people want to give up or back off when we are feeling good and achieving our goals, no matter the size not even those of us well-versed in adversity. But for chronic pain sufferers, this is a wall we bump into very often. There are times, however, when our pain is very manageable and life is relatively straightforward. To others, it may look like we are cured, or worse, making out like what we deal with isn't that bad. Once again, I made an episode around this topic. You looked fine yesterday is a phrase I and many others in similar situations have heard numerous times. And yes, maybe we did. We are allowed to have good days. Chronic pain is quite often with us continually, but does not by definition mean 100% of the time. What it is by definition is pain that is continued for longer than three months. So, we may have good days. That doesn't mean we are cured or we are faking our condition. Chronic pain knows no boundaries either. It's not something that affects only one segment of society. Young or old, rich or poor, healthy or otherwise, anyone can find themselves in this situation. As many expressed in their replies, it can happen to anyone at any time. I was in the prime of my life when I had my accident, having only just turned 22. There was no way I could envision what would happen to me. At that age you feel bulletproof and on top of the world. I was lucky though, for some it is literally a lifelong journey. People who were born with a painful condition and will possibly never know what it is like to exist without continual suffering. There were a number of replies that mentioned how much impact living in continual pain will have on your daily life. For example, not many people are true morning people, but when you wake in pain and know the rest of your day will be the same, that can really turn you off mornings. But life has to go on. This, however, can be very overwhelming for many sufferers. Add to this the need for many to take multiple painkillers or other treatments to help lessen the impact and the side effects that these can sometimes bring. From nausea, tiredness, dizziness, weight gain and loss, mood swings to even extreme side effects like loss of teeth due to certain medications. The unpredictable nature of many pain conditions can cause some to miss appointments, sometimes necessary appointments with doctors or pain management clinics. Plans made with friends can be ruined, family events missed, all because of a flare-up that you can't see coming. 
There is no denying that living with a chronic condition will heavily impact your life, and quite often the lives of those close to us. Many feel guilty about the burden this places on loved ones, and relationships often suffer when one party is in constant pain. Many respondents express that the pain is very real. This cannot be understated. There is a popular meme that I've seen in pain support groups which states, If we don't say it hurts, it hurts. If we do say it hurts, it really effing hurts. Others talked about the effort required to do things that were once incredibly easy. Think of basic chores around the house, for example. From folding and putting away washing or vacuuming, basic duties like these that were once just a minor inconvenience now become a task many dread due to facing tackling them with severe pain. Even the effort to just participate in life can be daunting to some. Get-togethers with friends or family are normally fun, relaxed affairs, well, depending on your family, of course. But when you're putting in a huge amount of work just to stay composed, the effort required to actively participate is often too much for some. Now we come to the final three responses I've chosen to highlight. The first I'll mention was the second most popular answer I saw, exhaustion. The exhaustion of doing our best both physically and mentally. Using myself as an example, I can tell you that even though I'm not having my shoulder, arm and hand burned, crushed and electrocuted, it does feel that way. This places a phenomenal amount of stress on my body because the pain is real despite no physical damage being done. I do feel like I'm being crushed and burned and stabbed. If someone was to actually do these things to me, it would feel no different. Staying on top of this both physically and mentally can be exhausting. Which leads me nicely to the most popular reply, and that is, this is quite often all day, every day, without breaks or holidays. I don't like to say that I'm in pain all the time, even though I am. It is really only the 7 and above out of 10 pain that has a major impact, but my pain is never lower than a 3 out of 10. This is every day, of every week, of every month, of every year. There is no holiday or true break from it. For anyone who hasn't lived this way, this will be impossible to comprehend. We all know what pain is, but only around a quarter of the population know what it is like to live with it day in, day out. There is a toll this takes, a price to be paid. This price is that it changes you, which is the final response I'd like to mention. A number of people spoke of how pain changes us, and almost without fail it was for the worse. Anger, frustration, resentment, disappointment becomes the lens through which many view life and themselves. I've seen a lot say that they can no longer smile, enjoy life, or function now of pain. While completely understandable, it's not a view that is compulsory. Of course, everyone's journey is unique, everyone's circumstances are different. But I'd like to think that I, and many others I know personally or have read about, show that we can still smile, we can still function, and we can still enjoy life with chronic pain. It may take more effort than it used to, sometimes it may seem impossible to overcome what life is throwing at us, but we can still live the best life possible from the hand we've been dealt whether that is chronic pain or any of the other trials life brings our way. So, what do I want people to know about living with chronic pain? Well, I have the same answer for what I would like to say about life in general. For me, attitude is everything. Once again, thank you for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. It's amazing to see the impact my journey is having on so many different people. It's a very rewarding feeling. Don't forget to leave a review wherever you listen to my podcast. It helps get more people listening and learning and improving their lives. Until next time, 
Have a great week and I look forward to seeing you again soon.